0: And she said you need to pay attention If they make the comment Then it's worth the mention Jamil and Shatora, you know they got the scoop At work talking about what black people do If you ain't real Then you probably won't feel this It's all facts, you know they coming With the realness Or pettiness, either way you are getting it Uncut, unfiltered, and unedited Lifting up the culture You know how it's gotta be Making words work Give it to you tongue in cheek Forget that water cooler, we like tea sweet. This is boss talk reserved for the B sweet. B sweet. B sweet. Boss talk is reserved for the B sweet. B sweet. B sweet. Cool it out or you'll end up on that B sweet.
1: August 19th, 2020. Dealing with depression. I want to just be okay. Chemically balanced, I guess. I want the pressure on my left side to go away. I want my breath to be lighter, smoother, but I feel a heaviness. My head and my eyes and my chest and my legs, my bowels, my feet, everything is heavy. As I deal with this crushing pressure that I don't want, I realize that depression is not a battle, it's a journey. One does not simply beat or defeat depression. You may tame it along the way, Other times, it will tame you. And in those moments of forced obedience, when you are brought to your knees, you realize that you are just as alive now as you are in your strongest hours. I am wrangled by forces unknown to remind me of my vulnerability. My fragility is innately human. That I may be crass, presumptuous, insecure, feeble, staunch prideful and egotistical not because i am flawed but because i am human i will be wronged in my own way i will make mistakes and all i can do is pray that whoever i wrong whoever i hurt whoever i encounter in my most human moments will bestow a measure of grace upon me what's up y'all i'm shatora
0: i'm jamil this is the b Sweet Podcast. We uh, decided to do something a little different this time. Uh, we have a, a really dope episode, um, some dope uh, conversation that we're going to have today. And we thought it would be really important to kind of have Shatora kick it off, you know, <laughs> because uh, that was deep, man. <laughs> that was deep. And, you know, we have a really uh, a strong conversation that we're going to have today around mental health and such. And. Um, we just thought it would be really important to really start it off from, you know, having Shatora speak from a very um, personal perspective, you know. So, uh, you know, we hope you guys uh, love that as much as I did, you know, because, <laughs> I, you know, when she first read it to me, I'm like, literally had goosebumps. Like, wow, like this is like we have to talk about this stuff. We so, got to talk about it.
1: So I've been dealing with depression. Mm. Um, I have struggled with depression throughout my whole life but it wasn't until really, I mean, I, I knew when I was in depressive bouts that I was in a depressive bout, um, but it really wasn't until this year that I was able to acknowledge my depression. Mm-hmm. And for that, my depression um, has been something that I've fully I don't feel in control of it, but I feel in control of myself. Mm-hmm. Right? It hasn't impeded uh, my ability to function because I acknowledge it. I know it's there, mm-hmm. and I talk about it, and I talk about it, and I talk about it. What I just read was an actual entry from my little journal, mm-hmm. which is one of my coping mechanisms. So I don't, I don't journal every day, <clears throat> but it, I definitely journal when I'm in a very um uh I, I'm, when I'm feeling it the most mm-hmm. and I always think that when I'm when I'm writing that it's just uh, it's just rambling I always think you know because I don't I I'm not thinking when I'm writing I'm just expressing myself I'm just Pouring everything that I'm feeling onto the page mm-hmm. so that I can take back control. Um, because I believe that emotions, I can't remember where I read this, but I read emotions are energy plus motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so when your energy is in motion, when your emotions are flowing, you gotta, you gotta pour it out. And so that, that's what I do when I, when I do write. And I was writing the other morning because I was having another moment. <laughs> and I, for some reason, I went back and I read my last few entries and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, this is absolutely how I felt in the moment. And and it was a very relatable passage um, because I felt that way so many times mm-hmm. throughout this year. And I picked up the phone and I called you and I was like, are you OK? <laughs> <laughs> because you had just came from some minor mouth surgery. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But you were fine. And I was like, I think, I think we should talk about this. Mm -hmm. I think we should talk about this because if I'm, I know if I'm going through this and I talk about the waves I know if I'm dealing with the waves, and if if you've de- battled with depression, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. But we can we'll we'll talk about that more later. You know, I think it's just a moment for us to just be open and honest about our humanity and how what we're going through right now this year is nothing like what humans were ever expected to have to deal with. Yeah. So. You loved the idea.
0: Listen, let me, uh, let me say this too. Um, <laughs> you know, when you, when you presented the idea to me, uh, it, it was immediate, uh an immediate no brainer for me. Yeah. You know, it was an immediate no brainer. Um, the one thing that I, uh, it's for, for a couple of reasons. One, because I think that we have to start having more conversations around mental health, um, around all of the things that, you know, that encompasses mental health, whether it's um, um, depression, whether it's anxiety, whether it's like you know being clinically diagnosed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I know all about that stuff. Yeah, you know. So, and I know it's such a taboo topic in our community, in the Black community, um, for a long time. You know, it was just we were we were always taught just to just to be strong enough, just to deal with our feelings yeah. and such. You know, and not really having an outlet. To talk about these things, you know. So, the fact that we're having more conversations now um, around mental health, um, I'm really encouraged around that because, you know, it, it really needs to happen. You Amen. know, we as as Black people, we <laughs> we deal with some of the most traumatic experiences. I mean, and even like you said, we going through this entire year 2020. It's just probably been the most traumatic year of my of my entire life, you know. Yeah. Um, not just personally, but just from our community perspective. In mm-hmm. in my lifetime, yeah. you know. So um but also too, Shatora, um for someone like you who on the surface mm. you have everything going on. You have your life together. You you work an amazing job. Um you have um just an incredible amount of influence. Um, the impact that you're making, you know, within your job and even um, things that you have going on outside. It's just, you're, on paper, like, mm-hmm. you're it. You're yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm. And for someone like you to come out and say, like, I, listen, I'm I'm battling depression right now. Mm-hmm. That's, like, yo, absolutely, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about
1: mm-hmm. that.
0: You know, so, you know, yeah. so I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged around the conversation today. Um, again, just, I'd be... I'm, I may be able to offer some, some insight based on my experiences with mental health, um, both, both personally and just with family members and such. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a really important conversation and I just hope that this is one of many conversations. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I could, we could talk about this for the rest of the year. Yeah. I, um, and, and I think what you said about appearances is really important. um, Because I remember uh, growing up, you know, there was a lot of trauma in the house, Mm -hmm. Um, just (laughs) like everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, I remember having emotional moments. And my dad would always say, Oh, but you're too sensitive, you know? You're Mm -hmm. too sensitive. And I used to think that. I used to think that I was, you know, You know it's okay to be sensitive but not touchy or you know and i just i never knew the difference i couldn't figure it out Mm -hmm. and now you know love you dad but like that doesn't mean nothing yeah yeah that doesn't mean nothing being sensitive there's a difference between being um (laughs) like being sensitive means that i'm an empath you know being sensitive means that i'm in tune with with what the influence are around me. Am mm-hmm. I easily offended? Not particularly, no. <laughs> and there's a difference, mm-hmm. right? Like um, it, uh, I can I can take a lot of heat, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I'm often, I've gone through a lot this year.
0: Mm-hmm. You have, <laughs> you've been through a lot.
1: I've been through a lot this mm-hmm. year and a lot of people don't know it and I'm not going to talk about it. So that's okay. But what I will say is that when my friends do find out one friend said to me, of course, of course you would be going through this. And I have no idea because you don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not because I don't need help or because I'm perfect or because I have everything going on according to Jamil on the surface. (laughs) Right. Um, it's just because I've been conditioned that I'm not worthy of help. That's
0: it. That's that's the key word right there. You've been conditioned. You talked about, um, you know, just your upbringing and how you know your your dad would tell you, like, hey, you're being too sensitive. Yeah, we are conditioned as as people of color, um, you know, to to build up that wall. Right. Uh, on on one hand, I would say that it, it kind of helps build like this just.
1: Resilience. There's
0: resilience about us. Yeah. Absolutely. Never
1: giving up the yeah, fortitude. Absolutely. absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the the, the one silver lining in this, mm-hmm. but it's just like at what cost though, mm. at what expense, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and often it's, it's to our detriment, you know, uh, because we, you know, we carry that weight, you know, we carry the weight of just everything. And it's, it's just really, you know, at, at some point you're going to crack,
1: mm-hmm. you're going to crack. If you don't take care of yourself, um, so I refuse to crack. <laughs> I bend. I don't break. But I, what I'll say is that, like, if if you continue in that mindset of you know being rigid, not being not being in tune with the the influences that are around you, mm-hmm. um, and mitigating that then you absolutely will crack. And um, it, it. there's one thing now, you know, I'll talk about what I do, practically speaking, that helps me, which is yoga. I walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say I walk, I, w- I will walk for an hour, two hours a day. <laughs> you like, uh, you know, around the neighborhood, they're like, why are you always walking? <laughs> because, okay, a sister got to get it out, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, yoga, meditation, prayer, reading the Bible, journaling, like you name it, Mm -hmm. listen, I can keep my day filled with activities to help me get through it. But what I will say is that the one coping mechanism, and I don't, I want to call it a healing mechanism. Mm -hmm. The one healing mechanism that I employed this time around in my 34th year is that I began talking about it. Mm. So I'll talk about the waves for Mm -hmm. a second, Mm -hmm. if that's okay.
0: please, by all means.
1: So, um, when when I, this time around, and I know that depression feels different for everybody. Some people, they can't get out of bed. Some people, they can't stay in bed. Some people, they they can't eat. Some people can't stop eating, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The way that mine manifests itself in my everyday life is that it comes over me like a wave. So I'll be in the middle of doing something. And next thing I know, there is, I don't, I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's a wave of negative feelings, um, and negative thoughts that happen like in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm drowning. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I call it the wave. It's my (laughs) little wave, but, um, the thing that I've learned to do is reach out to people I love Mm -hmm. and say, I'm having a really bad moment right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even not in the moment. I really typically only do that with my brother, but um, maybe just day to day, like with my friends, I will just say like, I am suffering from depression and um, I'm dealing with it Mm -hmm. and I'm okay. But I'm not okay, mm-hmm. you know. And I have had to uh, learn how to how 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 to open up to the people around me so that they know what I'm going through. Because mm-hmm. it really is too easy to shut down and um and and close off mm-hmm. at, because I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> I have enough privilege to be able to do that, and nobody knows what I'm going through. Now, what I will say is that I am very judicious about who I share that information with, who I reach out to, who I talk to, uh, because I'm not going to do that with just anyone. Yeah, You, you know, you can't,
0: you can't, you shouldn't, with anyone,
1: absolutely. you shouldn't. Right. Um, so my friends, I am, huh, I'm a blessed, I'm a blessed child because I have a group of friends, male and female mm-hmm. who are amazing and Um, who are in tune with themselves Mm -hmm. and so they can pour back into me I can pour back into them Um, and so it's it's really it's really an unprecedented situation that I'm in that I have this uh, network of people around me and I just want to say to all of my friends if you are listening I love you Mm -hmm so much because i would not have made it to october 1st (laughs) of 2020 with without your love and support and your prayers and i know my friends are praying for me Mm -hmm. when i'm not there yeah i know you can't tell me otherwise and i just want to send one extra special shout out to my brother Mm. Um, because there's something that is monumentally normalizing about being able to have these conversations with someone from the same background as you, who knows what you've been through, who knows your triggers and your history and can say, not only are you normal, but you're extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And so will for all those moments that you've done that, like, thank you. You know, that is like, I need nothing else. Mm-hmm. I need nothing else. And so it's it's funny like throughout this year when you're like you're glowing and you know you're it's all because what this year has taught me is to value the most important things of my life. Mm-hmm. And through that um I have I have been bestowed with um an extra measure, a double measure of blessings um around me so.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. You said a lot, you know. And, I, and honestly, I, I I'm being very intentional about um, just letting you speak today, you know, because, uh, you know, going through you know bouts of depression and such, it's 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 not something that anyone should ever have to feel like that they have to go through. I mean, first of all, it sucks that you, you know, that you you have to feel that way, you know. But at the same time, um, you touched on this, you know you should never have to suffer alone. You know, when you, when people suffer in silence because of, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's like they've been conditioned not mm-hmm. to speak up, mm-hmm. um, they feel ashamed for for one reason or, or another. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's only going to be to that person's detriment by not speaking up and saying anything. But the one thing that I'm learning, you know, because again, um, I am, you know, um, learning more and more about um just how to deal with mental health you know just like i said for myself for people that i love as well and the one thing that i that i really value the most um is the opportunity one is to speak about it you yeah. know because you have to you know being able to speak about it you you will be surprised you'll be absolutely surprised when when you find yourself um at one point you 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 thought to yourself like i don't want to talk about this i don't want anybody to you know, kind of feel what I'm feeling, but you, you'll be surprised how many people are actually going through the same thing.
1: <laughs> and that, that was the game changer mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. When I realized how many of my own friends were suffering from more than depression, but like constant anxiety mm-hmm. and that we could put hands on each other and pray. Right. You know,
0: yeah. and
1: those tears are tears that bond you for life. You know, I have, I have, I have been solidified through my trials this year in unconditional love. And that is new.
0: Listen, there is real power in in speaking uh, about issues that you go through. You know, um, we hear this often is that, you know, you can't heal what you don't reveal. You know.
1: Ooh, I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard that.
0: You cannot heal what you do not reveal. Yeah. So you have to, in order to like really get the help that you're looking to whatever it is that you're going through, you, you, you know, you have to make it, you got to make it public. I mean, when I say make it public, I don't mean like you have to broadcast <laughs> it to the world. No, that's a know. different
1: mental health issue. Right. right yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: but you know, you have to be able to speak on your issues in order, you know, in order for you to really get the help that you, that you really seeking after, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, so that's why it's so important. And, and And again, to go back to that, that piece about talking about it, um, you know, being able to create that tribe around you, you know, you'll, you oh my God, my that's the one mm. thing that I, I love about like just being vulnerable sometimes is that, you know, you're going to have those real folks who are going to hold you down. Yeah. They're going to absolutely hold you down. They're going to like, whether they're going to, you know, physically be there for you, whether they're going to spiritually be there for you, yeah. you know, you're going to have people that that's, if, if you're a good person yeah. and if you're putting out, if you constantly are putting out good energy into yeah, the world yeah you're gonna get that back
1: love you're gonna get it back it's love yeah so
0: and that's why it's really important too not for people to be assholes <laughs> you know out here seriously because like you know the energy that you put out is the energy that you're gonna get back for sure you know so sure. so that's why you know these conversations have to continue to happen you know we've gone through and we talked about this on on past podcasts this season where the, um, the number of pandemics that we're going through oh right now, you know, whether it's COVID, whether it's social um, unrest, whether it's like, you know, the economic pandemic that's happening right now in the black community, like w- we have a lot that we're that we're carrying right now. And if we don't have an outlet to express, yes. you know, how we feel about things, mm-hmm. carrying the, the weight on the world like that, it's just, it's so, it becomes so heavy. Your legs are going to give out on you at some point.
1: Listen, hmm. you know, when... Rich white men are reaching out to you for help. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you take the call. Mm, but at the same time, it's like, but I need the help too. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. You want to make sure there's there's not a riot at your company, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure your employees are good. I get it. I, I love it. I love the cause, right? Um, but it's, and I'm talking to every black person right now, like, at work, because this is what black people talk about at work. At work now, everybody's looking at us like save us, and you're mm-hmm. like, but I didn't get a yeah. Service. Like we, we've
0: been looking for, to be safe <laughs> forever. I didn't.
1: And, right. We, yeah. We four hundred and one years into this. Yeah. Right. And now we gotta help. Even, you want us like, to be the savior now? Right. Yeah. Like right. what? Like what else do we have to do? You know. But um, the price goes up every time they <laughs> ask that. By the way, Cha-ching. y'all just y'all just you Cha-ching. show it at y'all. Get your money. Um. But, you know, it's like on top of, on top of, you know, being disproportionately impacted by COVID-19 deaths Mm -hmm. and being disproportionately impacted by the COVID-19 economy tanking, by being disproportionately impacted by racial injustice and police misconduct and all that stuff, like on top of it all, like, You know, if you're blessed enough to have been able to work this entire year, you also still have to walk into the workplace and be representative of Black people, Mm -hmm. and not let them see you in this very vulnerable state. And and I and and that's probably not every workplace, you know. I'm sure, but the higher up you are in leadership, you know, the more. That's expected of you. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that there wasn't a um there wasn't an option for me to not show up and show up and be present and fully there. Uh, and so I had to make sure that if it meant, which it does, that I have to wake up at five thirty six o'clock every morning, so that I can take care of myself in the morning to just woosah, Mm -hmm. you know, so I could face the day, then that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And like there were maybe, I don't know, two or three straight weeks where, because I had a moment where I was like, oh, this is, I am not doing okay. Like Mm -hmm. I started having some panic attacks, whatever. Um, And I, and I don't know if they're panic attacks or anxiety, attacks. I don't know the difference, my friends do, they'll explain mm-hmm. it to me later. But what I will say is that um, after that, I knew like, okay, I have a choice here. I have a choice here for what I was experiencing, mm-hmm. right? This is me, this is not me saying this is what anybody else needs to do. But I knew I had a choice to either try to get control of what I was experiencing or let it control me.
0: Yeah. I want to go back to something you just said, you know, um, about as you, with us being in in high positions in our workplaces and such, you know, there's still a certain expectation for us to be able to, uh, to really perform at a certain level. And also to just to be able to manage whatever's being thrown at us. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think to that point, you know, it's going to be really important for companies. And this is for all uh, companies who have diverse employees out there. Uh, I really would encourage you to create a a space at your companies, at your organizations for people to to be able to express themselves in some way. Right. Because there's a lot, you know, we already have to deal with a lot outside of work. And then we have to come in and deal with the pressures of work. That's a lot for a person to have to deal with. So, it's going to be really important in order for you to get the best out of your employee. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to create a space for them to be able to talk about the issues. And I say that because there was a, um, uh, a article that came out a story that broke last week. Um, Dak Prescott, he is the, um, the, uh, starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, he recently came out and, and talked about how, um, he, is experiencing mental health issues mm-hmm. like he's experienced he experiences depression and mm-hmm. such and you had a lot of these sports commentators there's one in particular who you know really came out and chastised him for speaking out like that saying that you know because he is the quarterback he is the leader of this organization right on on the player side mm-hmm. so he has to you know uh Exhibit this 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 level of strength And it, when people see him As being weak That gives them uh, A license to be weak as well And it's mm. just like Bro like you have to chill Like because like This man is like Really talking about Things that he's That he's dealing with And then if he doesn't have mm. The space to talk about This stuff Even at the workplace How do you expect him To perform? How do you expect him To perform at that At that high level That you need him To perform at? So mm. that's why I think It's really important For organizations and companies To be able to create those atmospheres where people can talk about these things. They have to do that.
1: and And I just, there's so many things wrong with what that commentator said for so many reasons because there is nothing weak about being open about what you're dealing with. In fact... It takes a true, it takes true strength Mm -hmm. to be able to talk about it.
0: But this goes back talking about that conditioning that we talked about before, especially as men, especially as men, Correct. you know, we are conditioned to, you know, exhibit this level of strength. And like when we are feeling weak, we cannot show that Right. we cannot, that's something that we just have to consider. And,
1: and what, what it now as a more enlightened person now, because of what I've been through in Mm -hmm. my life. Um, I can sense that, mm-hmm. right? Like I can sense when somebody is going through something and they're masking it, right? But what to me is truly strong is somebody who can say, listen, this, I i, I really don't want to talk about it right now, but I am going through some things, mm-hmm. um, and I'm dealing with them and you know we can talk about it at another time i don't want to talk about it now but to have that self awareness takes a next level consciousness that clearly that commentator does not have mm-hmm. and you know that's unfortunate but that man dak prescott mm-hmm. is actually uh brilliant for what he did mm-hmm. And really, who cares what the commentator says? What is his job? To to do nothing and comment and he, on people he who do his something.
0: His opinion on... You so
1: know, he's yeah. irrelevant, <laughs> right. really, right? Mm-hmm. But the man who actually is... Look at the man who's out there actually getting things done. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He knows himself, yeah. right? And so nobody can tell you who you are, but you have to know who you are. And yeah. that takes work
0: the one thing I'm encouraged about that came out of that conversation um, about that whole incident that happened is that the number of black people that's really coming to this dude's defense and and it it wasn't a race issue and I'm not trying to make this a race issue at all but because because of the fact that mental health for so long has been such a taboo thing to talk about people we just didn't discuss that You, you know we're finding more people and more black men And that's the thing I loved about her the most is black men coming to his defense. Yes. You know, it was just like, you know,
1: thank you, black men. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, black men. We need healing. We need healing. And, and (laughs) I, you know, this has been a theme throughout the three seasons that we've shared, which is really how there's, there is trauma in the black community. Mm -hmm. And until I believe until we can address the trauma and heal the trauma we will not be able to truly come together as the community that we need mm-hmm. right and there's a lot of trauma in black men and for a good reason right talk about it for really good reason there's a lot of trauma in black men and there's a lot of trauma in black women mm, let's right talk
0: about it right
1: i mean we need each other but first, we got to have ourselves. Mm-hmm. First, we got to have our own backs. First, we have to, you know, be able to even understand what we're going through. But we've been gaslit for so long that whatever we're experiencing is our own fault, mm-hmm. right? right? It's not. Right. It is not like the things that we experience—the microaggressions, the code switching, the downright racism, the lack of opportunities. Like you know, the media. Like we could go on and on about how we are told over and over again that we are not enough. Mm-hmm. Colorism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All of our men being thrown into jail. Mm-hmm. Like wh- I could go on and on. The public school. <laughs> the public schools. I mean, it- there's so, <laughs> there's so many ways. Yeah. That we are not set up in the same way and the same with the same privilege as a lot of other communities. What I, but none of that discourages me because I know that we are our own solution. Yeah. Right? We are our Mm -hmm. own solution. What I need us to do is to get beyond the trauma so we can get to the healing and Mm -hmm. the supporting and the loving and not be crabs in a barrel, um, not find ways to tear each other down, Mm -hmm. but really find ways that build us up, put each other on, make each other feel good, um, humanize each other in our weakest moments. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, just like spread love, It's the Brooklyn
0: way. It's the Brooklyn way. (laughs) So, you you know, you said solutions. You said, uh, you know, when you were just um, just speaking just now, you were talking about solutions. So the one thing that I want to be able to do on this podcast um, is give people some actionable items, some solutions that, you know, someone who is listening to this might be going through their own bout of mental health, um, whether it's depression whether it's anxiety, whether it's, you know, PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> with all of the, the ish that we're going through right now. Um, let, let's talk about solutions right now. Let's talk about like, what are what are some, you know, you talked a little bit about what you do, you know, in some some in terms of some of your coping mechanisms. What are some of those, these coping mechanisms, you know, and everybody's now, all, all coping mechanisms are not made equal. So, you know, but what are some that, you know, that we can, possibly recommend to people in order for them to be able to deal with their issues that they're dealing with?
1: Um, I'm going to start with what I'm going to say is from like the easiest to the hardest. Right. Um, The first thing I would say is phone a friend, right? That send a message, Mm -hmm. send a text, not, you know, anything alarming, but just like, you know, can you talk Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and actually talk to somebody, somebody you love, somebody you trust, Um, then the, the next level, and I, I really don't know where this falls, but it depends on the kind of person you are. For me, it's like the second easiest thing, which is like cut out any substances. Mm. Um, that could be harder depending on what your battle is. Right. Mm -hmm. It could be closer to the hardest thing to do. For me, it was just a matter of like, I didn't want a crutch. And I, and I wasn't in my full capacity if I'm turning to an entire bottle of wine mm-hmm. when I'm having a wave of depression. So, um, it's just a matter of like, just don't drink. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's great now because, you know, I get tipsy off a glass of wine. That's so fantastic. <laughs> i a cheap date. Um, you know, and the, like those, those two things, I think, I think, for me, were, like, super easy. Um, mm-hmm. Ratcheting up is um, do something to move. So turn on music mm-hmm. and dance around the house. Um, go for a walk. Um, like Exercise. I would, I, yeah, and I wouldn't even say any super hard exercise. But something that's hard enough to take your mind off of anything but the exercise Mm -hmm. right so don't kill your body Mm -hmm. you know because that's another that that could turn into another um thing that you use to distract yourself Mm -hmm. from it and ultimately what we want to do is heal Mm -hmm. um so walking with music on walking and talking on the phone Mm -hmm. um uh, another thing that I've done is just even like when the days are really hard, I just try to walk fast. Uh-huh. Like walking really, really fast, power walking. I'm the old lady in the neighborhood power walking. <laughs> um, the That's another reason why I turned to yoga was because when this year started, I threw my back out on top of everything uh-huh. else. And I started doing yoga and it was a horrible idea at first um, because it made it worse. But then after I got some physical therapy, Uh, Then I started again and I noticed it was super hard. Like I couldn't bend forward, but then every day it got, I could do something else that I Mm -hmm. couldn't do the day before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I'm at a point where like, I'm addicted to yoga and I love it, not addicted, but I am in love with yoga. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is something that's hard enough where even if it's 30 minutes a day, I try to do it 30 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, depending on how much time I have that day. But even if I can only do 30 minutes that day, those 30 minutes, I'm not thinking about anything, but you know, downward dog, but cool. that <laughs> downward dog. Okay. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Or, you know, when they stretch out your hips and mm-hmm. there, and I won't talk too much about yoga cause I'm, becoming one of those people like yes. you know oh she does yoga she's she always a yogi about it. Yeah, she always <laughs> talks about it. but um there's something about the space that it creates within your body the because the, it's strength and it's stretching mm-hmm. right and so you create length and space in your body where you feel freer afterwards whereas like after a typical workout of like running or or lifting heavy weights or like doing a hit workout you feel like smaller, Mm -hmm. you feel um, more compressed. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like about the yoga. It makes me feel expanded. It makes me feel lighter. It makes me feel freer. Um, Getting to some of the more difficult things, I would say reading. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, you know, I've got, I've got simple things to read like daily, uh, daily manifestations. Um, So when I don't have a lot of time, uh, i will just read one manifestation um or you know books that um that really like eat, i i'm reading one book um leave uh the last arrow leave nothing for the the next life and um really interesting book really easy to read uh but also something um, that makes me think about how I'm approaching life, and mm-hmm. it makes me question, like, okay, what am I choosing today? Mm-hmm. You know, and is what I'm choosing, am I giving up too soon? Am I, you know? Anyways, just something that really makes you think about yourself and and how you're approaching life. Um, a next level up, another level harder is journaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, journaling is not easy.
0: It's not. I tried. I tried. It's just not my thing.
1: Well, here's the thing. This is what I want to say to people. There's no rules. Mm-hmm. Right. I think when we start doing something, we're like, well, I got to do it every day and I got to, you know, it's got to be the best thing in the world. And and it has to be something um, that everybody is going to think is amazing. And no, really, you know, I've always been a writer, so it's probably a little bit easier for me. So when when I started journaling um, this time around, um, I just was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to pour everything I feel um, and, and I just want it to be, a very, uh, a, a very not fundamental, but, uh, you know, rustic experience, yeah. you know, I just want it to be like, this is just what it is and raw. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I always feel lighter cause it's out. It's not in here anymore. I don't own it. Right. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, I knew it was something that was happening and I was like, okay. And I just let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's what the physical act of writing it out just lets me not have to not have to wear it anymore. Yeah. And the last level that I'll say is meditation.
0: That is big. Meditation, meditation
1: has changed my life. When I tell you if I meditate every day for a week, my resting heart rate is like 50 beats <laughs> a minute. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm doing great this week." But there is Something about, and yeah, like I've gotten to the point where like, I may be that weird person in the park, Mm -hmm. like sitting on the grass. And you're like, what is she doing with her eyes closed? Yeah, I'm meditating. And I do it in the park. Um, (laughs) That's funny. Uh, But but I meditate in the park uh, because there's something about feeling the breeze and hearing the birds chirp and Mm -hmm. feeling the sun on your skin and feeling the grass under your bum that makes you feel connected to something greater than you. And yeah, I, I, I meditate at home too. And I, you know, I'll meditate anywhere. So. <laughs> but um, I think that it's intimidating and it's hard and all of these things probably sound like, you know, oh my gosh, she does all that. And yeah, I do all that and I don't do it all every day. And some days I do it all in a day. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that I started small. Mm-hmm. I started I started with walking and then just kind of like ratcheted up Mm -hmm. from there. Um, And I don't plan on adding a whole lot more to my routine, but at the end of the day, I have to take care of myself. And I almost resent the term mental health because it's just health. Mm. Cause when I'm not, when, when I'm not taking care of my body, my, like I feel it in, in, forms of anxiety or when I'm feeling anxious, I feel it in my body yeah. like that. what I wrote about like feeling heavy and feeling that side, so- that pain in my left side, that pain in my left side is really my guiding light yeah. for like, yeah. am I doing too much or not? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I know when it comes, your body
0: has a way of just, just letting you know, like, you know, when too much is enough.
1: Yeah. You know, so. It's my little warning signal yeah, absolutely. and it, Oh, it radiates heat. Ooh, <laughs> it hurts. But you know, it is still my health and everything is connected and i think you know we're just so judgmental we want to put everybody in a box we want to put a, you know put everybody in a hierarchy and whatever and this person suffers from mental health issues and who cares it's all health and quite honestly look around um I saw a debate a couple of days ago that tells me we the people in the highest offices in the land suffer mm-hmm. from some mm-hmm. mental health issues.
0: Extreme mental health. That's yeah. a, that's a totally different podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a we totally different podcast. Stay away from that one, Jay.
0: <laughs> um you know I think these are all like really really good action items for people to take away um, from today's episode. You know I wanted to kind of touch on just a couple of things real quick before we wrap up but you know um you know you talked about meditation. You know I I, I absolutely love everything about meditation. You know, I, I feel that, you, you know, there's a, uh, there's, there's this book that's out. It's called success in stillness, you know, and it's a way of just sitting still sometimes and just like, just, just listening things. You, you have no idea how things can be revealed to you Ooh. just by you just sitting down completely turning off, you know, and just, and just being still in that moment, things start to reveal itself to you, you know, Things, questions that you might have about your, uh, you know, which way you should go in your future, with a career, with, you know, a relationship or whatever, you know, uh, you just sitting there being still has a way of just like revealing some of those answers to you. And again, it's not going to be easy. You know, you know, we're not suggesting to people like, hey, you just need to get there, sit at a park and just start. Meditation is not an easy thing, you know, but just with any of these things that you just mentioned. None of this stuff is easy, whether it's journaling or whether it's like working out or doing yoga. None of this stuff is easy, but it's baby steps. You know, there's uh, you know, there's this saying that I, uh, that I, that I love that says uh, the repetition is deep repetition deepens the impression, mm-hmm. you know? So you, mm-hmm. in order for you to like, really, it's like working out a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the stronger the muscle is going to get, the the more you work it out, the stronger it's going to get. Right. So you have to just you know, repetitive, you have to just keep doing this thing over and over again. And you're going to get strong in that particular area, Absolutely, whatever area that is, you know, whether it's yoga, whether it's um, through meditation, whether it's through journaling or whatever, the more you do it, the more, the stronger you're going to get at Mm -hmm. it, you know? So, but also too, one thing I'm being very, very, very intentional about this year is making sure that I am eliminating all bad energy from my, from my circle. I just can't I cannot be around bad energy. I made energy. the cut. You absolutely made the cut. You absolutely made the cut. But I, I just cannot be around bad energy at all. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't care who it is, I don't care if it's family, I don't care if it's friends, I don't care who it is. Like if, if it's bad energy, I don't wanna be around it. Mm-hmm. I've been through enough ish in my life mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, listen, I've I'm 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 done. I'm I'm done giving energy to that. You know And that so,
1: person needs healing.
0: Yes. You know,
1: because you said earlier, um, you know, this is a good reason to not be an asshole. Um, but what I found is that most assholes are really hurt people.
0: Yeah. And hurt people try to hurt people,
1: hurt people, hurt people, Yeah, you know, (laughs) and, but I, I want to be clear. There are some people who are beyond help Mm -hmm. and that's clinical, that's clinical, right? The DSM five will explain that further, but, um, that's not my business. What I'm saying is that they're most of the time, nine times out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, most people want to be, um, they, they, they don't want to be assholes, but they're acting from a physical perspective, a physical standpoint, and they're not in touch with their spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean spiritual side in some deeply religious, overly complicated way. Mm-hmm. I just mean like, who are you, man? Yeah. What do you and I've had I had a conversation with a friend of mine and this was when now she's like super tight. This is maybe when we were first forming our friendship bonds and all she would talk about were her accomplishments. (laughs) Right. And her stripes. And I said, yeah, but who are you? Mm -hmm. And ooh, Mm -hmm. she didn't like that. But now she gets it. Yeah, she gets it. She's like, I get why you asked me that. Like, cause I, I'm more than just a job. Cause guess what? Your job could be going tomorrow. Who are you mm-hmm. without that? Yeah. Who are you without the accolades and everything else? And the wigs? No, she don't wear a leg, <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking. Um But I think that now we've had to, because life before was just, so busy and so preoccupied that we were not given the grace of getting to know who we are. Mm -hmm. And so now more and more people, I think I believe are learning about themselves and who they are and they're able to meditate and express their issues with mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I would love, there would be nothing more attractive for me than to see a group of black men meditating. You want <laughs> if you want to start that Jamil, it's I would just Mike. I would gladly might. lead the meditation, <laughs> me and Sally.
0: Yeah, I, I just might. I just might. Yeah. But um one thing before we wrap up, um that I wanted to um kinda point out as another action item and, you know, just kinda talking about that example with your friend, right? Um and you just being able to uh just speak to her in in a very truthful way. Uh, another action item. And we talked about this a bit earlier is just to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you need your tribe around you, you know, and you need people around you who's going to tell you the truth as well. You know, I don't, you know, you don't need a bunch of yes men around you or yes women around you
1: in a loving way,
0: in a loving way. Absolutely. You know, because when you know it comes from a good place, Mm -hmm. like she knew when you told her that about herself, she knew it came from a good place.
1: Deep down, she did. It. In the yeah. moment, she's- yeah. In the moment,
0: yeah. And, and of course, you know, sometimes you just gotta get your <laughs> yeah. ego, put yeah, your yeah. ego in check, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, when it comes from a good place, people appreciate that. Yeah, and they want to keep you around more. Yeah, you know. So I, you know, I appreciate my circle. People who are oh, just going to tell me the truth yeah. about myself when when I need to hear it, yeah. Even, and sometimes when, even when I don't want to hear it,
1: God, my guy. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, can the work just be done? I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you Lord. don't want to hear it all the time, no, but no, at no, the no. same time, and you you shouldn't. If yeah. you,
0: listen, but you if need you go, to hear it sometimes, you
1: do, you do, you absolutely do. We all do. If anybody thinks they don't, well, you part of the problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: but be wary of people who say, "Well, I'm just keeping it real." Uh, uh-uh. uh. Nah. When keeping it real, real goes wrong, <laughs> wrong right? <laughs> the, you know, I did want to say one more thing, okay. and and this is gonna sound wonky, but I just I think it's important is that um, my I've recognized I've come to a level of self awareness that I recognize even what I eat affects my mental oh, health. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: I had a salad the other day (laughs) and there was cheese in the salad and I did not have a good rest of the day and it wasn't lactose. No, no, not at all. It wasn't, it wasn't my body. It was my emotions, Mm. right? It was, it it was absolutely a wave of depression came about. And I've noticed that when I eat cheese and I don't eat dairy usually, but if I'm out and there's nothing else to eat and I feel like, Oh, I I can't be rude. I'm gonna be rude next time. And I'm just not going to eat. But, um, you know, those things like be be in tune with all the factors Mm -hmm. that are playing on you, because right down to what we eat will impact how we feel Mm -hmm. and and how we react to things.
0: Yeah. And honestly, that is that is super, super important. You know, I know for myself, uh, when I, I find myself in those bouts of just being sad or being down or just being depressed. Cause I get depressed too. Um, you know, I typically turn to junk food, you know, like mm. I, I'll go get my oatmeal cream pie and a Snapple and some donut sticks. And I'm like, it tastes good in the moment, <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: but it's, it's, it's and, and I, and I realize how horrible I feel like After, physically, yeah. physically how horrible I feel afterwards yeah. on top of how, how bad I already feel about whatever I'm being depressed about, right. you know? So, So you have to find healthy mechanisms, healthy coping mechanisms. And I'm glad you mentioned that about, you know, you know, maybe cutting back on some of those things like, you know, like the smoking and the drinkings and, you know, all those unhealthy things, Mm -hmm. you know, and those things are hard. You listen, that's, and again, that's an entirely different conversation. Those things are really hard, can be hard to kind of cut back on. But if you are in a position where, you know, you can develop some, some healthy habits in your life, that's going to be the thing that I think is really going to help you In addition to getting the right people around you, in addition to just kind of creating a space, this a positive space where you know you just have good energy around you, Um, pretty much like at all times. You know, like you're not all. You know, sometimes you know you you'll have you know bouts of you know, where bad energy kind of, kind of works, works, yeah, its way it in. works his way in, you know, but if you, if you build up that force, field strong enough, you know, it's like that Wakanda bubble, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when bring it on, yeah. I
1: wish I need a Wakanda bubble. We yes, miss you, a, yeah. Chadwick. Yes. Um, I do. I want to say this too, is that, you know, everybody learned what self-care was in the last couple of years. And, you know, I'm a social worker too. So we've been talking about, I've been talking about self-care for a long time, but Self-care is not, you know, a bubble bath and a bottle of wine. And it is, but it can it's be. Not, it it can can be. be. Yeah. Listen, like indulgences are absolutely a part of self-care, but they are not the only part of self-care. And so, you know, if your only version of self-care is indulgences and overindulgences and spending all your money and those are those are just uh, ways to distract you from your healing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so listen, when I say I do my, I do have my indulgences, right. I'll, you know, and, um, but everything should always remain in moderation. Um, because otherwise then you're just kind of putting, you're swinging the, the, the ball in the other direction. Um, And you're not going to really feel fulfilled. And so I just, the, the things, and maybe I don't want to call them coping mechanisms. The healing processes that I've presented today, um, are different than that self-indulgent self-care because they actually are things that are, uh, they will not only help you get through the moment, but, but really elevate you throughout life in a very, um, A very effective way. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last thing um, that I wanted to say was just, you know, it's just important to recognize when you're having, because when you're having one of those moments, because Mm -hmm. just going from a point of not being aware Mm -hmm. to being self aware is huge progress. Yeah, it is. Huge. So when you feel, when you know what's coming at you, is negative energy when you know, okay, that person is a narcissist, like, and uh, I hate to say narcissist because we overuse that term these days. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a difference between being egocentric and narcissistic, but when somebody is trying to control you, Mm -hmm. I am a narcissist's dream. They love me. (laughs) Right. And so I attract energy like that. I just Mm do. Um, but, I've recognized that this year and I recognized when I attracted narcissistic energy and I fled, (laughs) I got away and I'm blessed for it. But, um, that to me is progress. I beat myself up for, Oh my God, how do I, you know, how did I allow myself to get in a situation like this again? Mm -hmm. But even recognizing it before it was, um, anything too crazy, uh, was, was a progression. Mm -hmm. So when you can acknowledge that, OK, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling a wave or, you know, I'm I'm allowing these things to happen to me again. I have to take decisive action. Then you have already made progress. Yeah. And one thing we didn't say, What's I'm that? just talking and talking. One What's thing that? we didn't say, get a therapist. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have a great therapist. That
0: was one of the best things that happened to me in 2019 yeah. is when I got a therapist, you know, because I was going through just so much, man. Yeah, So much just from a career perspective, from a, uh, from a personal, at home, um, relationships, financial, this, every, every little thing that was thrown at me, I'm, I just, it was just, just just knock my ass out. But when I, you know, took the initiative, I'm like, you know what, I need to talk to someone about this stuff. Yeah. I really need to talk to someone. So, you know, I did my due diligence, found a, a therapist and. Honestly, Shatara, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me that, Word. that year. Word. Yeah, absolutely. Because because again, what I, what I talked about earlier, you don't heal what you don't reveal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And that was the first time that I really had honest conversations with anyone. Because I you know, it was a lot of things that I was just like just holding inside. And it was the first time that I was able to have an honest conversation about things that I've that I've just been going through. Um, that I've never talked to anyone about before, mm-hmm. you know. So, and it was just, for lack of better words, it was therapeutic. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it was therapeutic. It's it great? You
1: know. Is a great word? Yeah. If you don't mind, I have one more passage. I'd I'd love to read from yeah. the book of Shator's crazy mind. Yeah, it's very we could, short. We can end it like that. And I Absolutely. think maybe that. Yeah, maybe we could wrap it up that way. All right, cool. So this is August twenty first, twenty twenty, and this was the next day after the opening passage. And this one is called Finding Peace. And it says, no matter what I'm going through, my soul can be at peace. This year has taught me that peace is mine for the taking. It is mine. But I have to go out and find it and claim it. I don't just get it, it is not handed to me. All around, they want to take my peace. But once I find it, the only way I lose it is if I give it up. There is no long expedition. Peace surrounds me, it's in the long phone calls with friends. It's in the fresh air and crisp breeze. It's Sinclair. That's my dog. (laughs) It's writing in this journal. It's in a compliment and a new candle and a clean house and a compassionate friend and an honest word and a stranger's smile and an invitation out and a long night in and humility and reaching out to a friend and spreading love. I cannot be robbed of my peace. Moments are fleeting and toxic people may steal a moment but they may not steal peace. Let the moment go and make room for more peace. It belongs to you. Live to spread love. Spread love to make the weak stronger. Learn from the tough moments and become stronger. Fortified in love. Pray for all.
0: I, I, don't, I couldn't think of a better way to end the show <laughs> today. I couldn't think of a better way. This was a really great conversation to um, all of our conversations are, are great, but today was, I think it was just special. You know, I think this was an opportunity for, um, for both of us, but for you, um, especially just to be vulnerable, you know, <laughs> and I mean, just be comfortable enough with being open because like we have a, a strong listener base, right. And so people are listening to this, but the one thing that I find um am in, in this conversation is that this conversation is going to help someone today. This conversation is going to help someone.
1: If that happens, that would be amazing. It is. We love you.
0: Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms on Facebook at The B-Sweet Podcast. We're on Instagram at B-Sweet Podcast. And also you can follow us on our website at thebsweetpodcast.com. It's been real, Shatora. Thanks so much for uh, this dope conversation Mm -hmm. today. Appreciate you. Love Love. you, girl. All right, y'all.
1: Peace.